Alright, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host and former Tyrod Taylor owner of the Denver Desert Dog, Matt Kozlowski. Joining me tonight to talk week 10 in the Sons of Fantasy Football League. I have Phil Bruce from the Seawolves. I can't put any titles on you anymore. You're just you're just a gag. You're a guy. <laughs> Lit league manager. <laughs> no, thanks. Glad to be here. I, I gotta share a story. So we started up travel again last week and I was at a conference and, and this guy on my team is a huge Ravens fan. And five seconds into talking to him, Lamar Jackson comes up and he starts shouting at me about these facts and stats that Lamar is like has the the best completion percentage on passes 20 yards downfield and all how he's a real quarterback and, and I, I genuinely believe these Ravens fans think he's a real quarterback so so let's tune into the game tonight see if there's any merit to it uh, I'm a skeptic but we'll see great to be on <laughs> I will say he looks better this year throwing the ball than he's ever looked. It still leaves a little bit to be desired, but um, he's made some good throws tonight when he's had time to do so. So, yeah, I'm interested to see over the next hour uh, what we find. Shane doesn't like Lamar Jackson because he takes a lot of hits, and anytime Shane talks about football ever, he immediately refers to just avoiding being tackled at all costs. <laughs> so, Shane, how you doing, buddy? Great to be here, Matt. Uh, thanks for having me. Nothing like starting off a pod with the. Uh, oh, actually, I guess you can you can address me as first place teabag um, in the Peyton Manning division. Yes. Again, back in our rightful spot. But nice to start the pod off with some Lamar Jackson talk. Um, <laughs> I was just talking to Eddie. During our matchup last week, and I was just, we were talking. I was just saying how bad Lamar is, while he was putting up thirty-five points from here, or whatever it was. Great fantasy quarterback. I, I said to Eddie, I, I feel like John Harbaugh is a pretty decent NFL coach. I, I kind of I respect him as an NFL coach. He's got to fucking hate his life having him as his quarterback. <laughs> like this guy, this guy stinks. I watched a lot of that game last year. This guy's terrible. He, I don't. I don't know what. I don't. I don't see it. He's awful. It, he's can't throw the ball. Throws like a girl. Um, bad. Uh, yeah. It's. I mean, like I said, it still leaves a little bit to be desired, but he's a likable guy. Like, he's at least, you know, you want to root for him. He, he seems to care enough. I, yeah, I, I don't mind him at that aspect. It's just like, I, I don't know. I mean, you everything has to go absolutely right for for your team to win against the good teams. Um, before we go into trivia, I'm going to give you guys about two and a half minutes to talk about week nine, and then I don't ever want to hear about it ever again from anyone. It was horrible. I mean, just a week that the entire league would like to forget, I, pretty much. I mean, other than a couple teams, I mean, there were just, I, I don't have the obviously the stats in front of me, but I gotta believe that it was the lowest scoring week in league history. Um, we had two teams perform well, the flock and the park. And after that, it was just abysmal. No one else over a hundred. Um, most teams, not even close to 100. <laughs> a hundred. I've seen a lot of sixties, fifties, 
forties. <laughs> um, just, just some, some really rough times going on in, in the in week nine. And I don't know, just an aberration or what, but yeah, really, uh, really poor play put out there last week. We, we, we've all got lives and sometimes it gets busy. And for me, it was just busy having traveled second half of last week and I didn't get back until late Saturday night. So I, I was checking and making moves periodically throughout, throughout the week, just like a lot of people do. And even if I would have paid attention hundred percent, I just had so many injuries that decimated my team and made some questionable starts. Uh, I questionable is, is as nice of a word as, as I can use. And I knew pretty early on, especially after the Thursday night game and watching Jonathan Taylor go off that I didn't have much of a chance last week. And I was in some pretty familiar company with, with a few other teams in the league in that regard. Tough week. It, it's just one week. And weekend's going to be better. <laughs> Let's hope. It has to be. It can't be worse. can't be worse. There was just horrible quarterback play across the board as was highlighted in the Week 9 recap today. Um with Tyrod Taylor as the headliner. Speaking of which, uh, are we uh, are we ever going to get the Week Eight recap? Is that ever is that a, still being written? That's a, a good question. Off the press yet? Um, I haven't I haven't seen this lackadaisical uh, journalistic work in this league since T Bag said he was going to do a league preview. I think two years ago, still hasn't happened. We've missed the league preview. I think every year since the first year. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Micah did reach out to me. He was told me he would have it out Saturday of last week. Um, it didn't happen. So, like Phil said, we all have lives. So, uh, hit us with some trivia. Hopefully, it's, I'm gonna guess it's related to Cam Newton. <laughs> all right, so I got a two-parter. Um, one's one's a pretty one's a pretty short one here. Um, I'm following the league, there are a couple big headlines this week. <laughs> Um, first one is obviously Odell Beckham Jr. Um, has a loser if you ask me, but I'm still going to come up with a question here. Um, pretty short one here. So Odell Beckham Jr. in his rookie year had, so I'm looking, Odell Beckham Jr. has 51 career touchdowns. In his rookie year, he actually had double digit touchdowns and Averaged over a hundred yards a game receiving. He missed the first eight weeks that year. There are only two players active that have more than fifty touchdowns and have had at least one season of averaging a hundred yards per game. Can you name them? Antonio Brown. Tony Brown's done it three times, uh, 83 touchdowns, and he's three times he averaged uh, over 100 yards. One year, I believe it was 114, which is high. Incredible. Oh, man. Who's the other guy? Julio Jones. Julio Jones is the other guy. Um, Julio's done it five times. Average over 100 yards a game. Pretty, uh, pretty incredible guy. Got 
had some shit talked on in the, in the week nine recap. Um, still think there's something there. I'm waiting for a big second half breakout from that guy. Um, I'll still I'll still take him on my squad next year. But yeah, that was just a little little dessert here, a little appetizer to get you going for the real question, which is Cam Newton themed. You were correct. Um, figured we got Lamar Jackson on Thursday Night Football. Cam Newton's coming back into the league. And uh, why not have a little little quarterback question here? Um, so Lamar Jackson, has, going into the night, had 600 rushing yards this season. There are nine other quarterbacks in the NFL that have had over 150 yards rushing. So looking for the other nine quarterbacks besides Lamar that have rushed for over 150 yards this season. Not my best question, but let's give it a shot. 150 yards in a single game or 150 yards no, for the season? For the season. This season? Yes. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is not on this list. <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray is 11. He's rushed for 147 yards. Reason for every question. <laughs> you just, I knew Phil was going to guess Kyler yeah. Murray at some point. Kind of the dead dirty there. That was the reason. You're just Thank asking you. questions that you know Phil will get wrong early at this point. <laughs> it's not um, fair. I'll take the low-hanging fruit here with Josh Allen. Josh Allen is, is third. He's rushed for 319 yards so far. Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts is second. He's rushed for 494 yards. Possibly because he's terrible and he can't read a defense. Um, I think Justin Herbert's on this list. Justin Herbert's not on this list. He's run for 95 yards this year. I, I was shocked as well. All right. Tannehill. Tannehill is on this list. Run for 168 yards so far this year. He's ninth. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence is not on this list. He's run for 136 yards. He's 12th. He's nowhere near this list. <laughs> Justin Fields. Justin Fields is fourth. He's run for 288 yards so far this year. I don't think Big Ben's on the list. <laughs> Mahomes is on this list. He's seven. He's run for 227 yards so far.
there's there's got to be some weird names on here. There is, there is. This is a this is a tough one. Not my best question. Didn't have a whole lot of time to, to put one together today. This this was a hit. This was only to make me guess Kyler Murray. Pretty much, yes. <laughs> I saw the list and I was like, God, oh, there's ten guys above. This is a hit. I was like, Murray only has one forty-seven. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm gonna put you guys out of your misery. We'll get yeah. to, we'll get onto the onto the show. But Daniel uh, Jones is Sam Darnold on this list. Two fifty eight for Daniel Jones. Sam Darnold is on the list. He's yep. eighth, one hundred eighty five. Jameis Winston's on the list, one hundred sixty six. And the other one, the one that shocked me, he's actually had a pretty good year running the ball. Taylor Heineke's running for two hundred thirty two yards. He's running for like forty yards a game. Just just stupid. There's nothing this podcast loves more than uh, Russian quarterbacks. So, uh, Tyrod Taylor not on the list. Tyrod Taylor not not on this list for any quarterback statistics. Miserable. <laughs> you, you need to get you want to get it out of your system before we get started here, dude. You, you feeling? What? Address it. You do. <laughs> Address what? You want you want you want to talk about it anymore? No, get it out of your system. no. I wrote I wrote I wrote what I needed to write. I got it out there. Um, just it is what it is. You told me to play Tannehill, and uh, you were right. So, let's start off with the Bull Weevils versus Nevermore. Uh, Bull finds himself somehow in the playoff race at four and five. That Wentz to Pittman connection has been great for him. Miles Gaskin going tonight. This is a Miles Gaskin uh, pro podcast. We like Miles Gaskin here. Um, man, I don't know. Three carries for three yards so far. <laughs> He's gonna need a little more production. Give me a give me a combined total points for Wentz and Pittman against Jacksonville Sunday. Should be a good matchup for him. Yeah, Wentz played some pretty good ball the last few weeks. Been uh, been pretty solid this year. Quarterback nine. Um, Pittman's looked great. He's been the beneficiary. He's a wide receiver one this year. Um, gotta gotta believe it's gonna be a pretty pretty nice week for those two. So I'll say Wentz gets into the 20, 28 range, and Pittman gets it in twenty. So give me forty eight. Woohoo! <laughs> All right, I'm going to go under just because I think that's a, a pretty big number for those two. I was going to get closer to 40. That's what I'm rolling with. I like the, I like the 28 for Wentz. I like that number. I'll say Pittman comes just shy of 20 with a 17 effort for a 45 bagger for the two of them. Scoring's been hot in this league. Why not? Let it ride. <laughs> <laughs> um... Nevermore side. He's got Rashad Bateman going tonight in this one. Gets a little bit of a boost right now with the COVID situation with the Browns. So we will highlight that here. Uh, Darnus Johnson right now projected for 16.4 at New England. Do you guys think he gets over or under that ESPN projection of 16.4? Feels lofty. I, I gotta believe that 
Belichick's going to make Baker Mayfield beat him. I, I just, I got to believe. Um, and as good as Dernest has been when he's played, um, haven't seen him catch the ball out of the backfield a whole lot. It's been mostly on the ground. And that's, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to go under. I don't believe he gets there. We're not an unders podcast, but I, I do think this is going to be kind of a funky game. 16's high, and Patriots are going to be able to do some stuff on defense. Give, give me the under. So 16.9, I mean, he should be the only running back touching the ball unless some of these guys get some negative tests here in the next couple of days. But that almost Correct. guarantees that you have to score a touchdown. Um and I agree with Shane. I'll take the under, 16.9. Um, I agree. you, you got to make Baker beat you in that one because I, I think he stinks as well. And the receiving core leaves a little bit to be desired there too with uh, the people's elbow and uh, Jarvis Landry. So not very Big excited shoes about it. Yeah. Big shoes. All right, right now uh, on the live line, Bolt projected to win by one point with this battle between Bateman and Gaskin. <laughs> uh, who do you guys have winning this matchup uh, between Tyrus and Dylan? Me, Bull, based on what we talked about with Wentz and Pittman, I think that's enough to get it done. Um, just not enough on the Nevermore side, even with the boost from, from the Ernest getting the start. Um, just a little better roster for the Wolf Wheels. And you really, really don't feel great about yourself firing up that Thursday night lineup and putting those two guys in. Give me Bull. A little bit of a better roster. I, I, I like Tyreek. Uh, I think he has a big week. That's going to be enough. I'll take Bull as well, and that would be interesting to get him to 5-5 five and five with four left. Um he does have some tough uh, division matchups to wrap up with Jason, Eddie, and Sure, three of the better teams in the league. So, might not yeah, work this out is, for him. But yeah, this is one that's that's pretty important for some of the guys that are on the outside looking in right now. As Bowl as a team that's sold, not expecting to to win a whole lot after you sell, but gets the five and five. He gets this one and really puts the pressure on uh, some of those three and six teams that we're going to get to. All right, let's uh, go over to Seawolves versus Renegades. Right now, Seawolves, 15-point favorites. There's no tight end in Fegley's spot right now, so maybe he's uh, just thinking about leaving that position open this week. Uh, got some guys out on by on Fegley's side, Kadarius, Tony. Running the uh, running the Zach Moss, AJ Dillon, Kenyon Drake stack out there at running back, <laughs> um, and we'll find out if Rogers is going to play on Sunday or not. I'm sure he's, I guess, able to return on Saturday. Seems like Russ will play though for Seattle, and what do you guys think about Russ coming back? And uh, DK Metcalf at the wide receiver spot for the Renegades. Big week in uh, Russ's return. Yes. Yeah. Fired up. I think uh, 
think they're going to connect on, a, on one big one this week. Um, yeah, I like like Wilson to Metcalf for, for a big score this week. At Green Bay, that, that's as juicy as it gets. Big week for DK. Yeah, DK should have a good game. Um, Green Bay was able to limit Tyreek's yards, but a little different kind of player here. Uh, I, I was making fun of Moss, Dylan, and Drake, and then I looked at the other side, and we're running out uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, Tyler Johnson, and Christian Kirk at the, as the three wide receivers on the Seawolf side. No Jeff Wilson Jr. this week, it looks like, for the Seawolves. We'll see if that changes come uh, come Sunday. Kyler looking like he'll return. Um, I have to. This is just. I, I have to ask. Tyler John. Why Tyler Johnson? <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown handcuff. Bucks only have three wide receivers that are healthy. If Brown can't go this week, and it's looking like he can't, so it'll be between him, Evans, and uh, forget who the the third one is. But that's a banged up wide receiver core. Johnson is the. Antonio Brown ultra rare wide receiver handcuff that I, I, I love so much. So I, I'm excited to get him in the lineup. And with all due respect, right now I'm, I'm just I'm feeling like I should be like passing Phil like on a on a New York City street and just offering him some spare change right now. Like this is these are desperate times, desperate times for the Sea Wolves. I mean, this is I I, I haven't seen. A lineup like this, and in, in the years, I feel like um, this is this is a six and three tied for a division lead team that's that's running out people that he likes to talk about people I've never heard of. But here we go, here we are. <laughs> you, you don't know, you've never heard of Adrian Peterson. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well not have with how old he is. Now. Let me come up with some trivia questions next week, and, and <laughs> Adrian Peterson comes up on any of those. Look, guys. <laughs> Your team gets decimated by injuries. I, I need Hunt to come back. Wide receiver position is weak, but it's a matchup league. You, you got to beat the team in front of you. We, we say it week in and week out. I like my chances this week. I guess Godwin, Godwin may not go to this week, so that would be a, a boost for Tyler Johnson. Um, but, yeah, having Claypool, Antonio Brown, Derrick Henry, and Kareem Hunt all banged up. Definitely leave something to be desired there for the, the Seawolves. Who do you guys I, I don't have much and Claypool is uh one bad week away from waiver wire fodder. Oh wow. He not, stinks. Not like you to cut a stealer. Um but yeah Why was he with forty five this year? Who saw that coming? One touchdown. And he's relegated to end around duty after watching that uh, that Monday night game. All right, who do you guys have winning? I will take uh, the Seawolves. Well, if they played last week, it would have been Renegades 59, Seawolves 45. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that it gets much, much higher than that this week. That's disrespectful. <laughs> but... But I'm gonna take. I, I'm I'm taking the Renegades in a in a sixty to fifty five win. Wow. Hey, not looking great this week. I I don't think it's that bad. 
Uh, I do think I pulled out double di double digit win. Uh, last week, the quarterback matchup, and if these two teams would have been Jordan Love against Mike White, <coughs> Roger Rogers and Kyler Murray is a little bit better than that. So uh, this is a better week to have these two teams square up than than last week. All right, uh, team ice cream against take your ball and go home. Right now, we have take your ball and go home is fifteen point favorites on the ESPN live line. Jalen Waddle with two point seven so far as we approach halftime. Lamar Jackson with only three point two four. Trying to do his best, uh, Tyrod Taylor. Uh, Carlos Hyde not looking like he's going to make the lineup this week for Take Your Bone Go Home. James Conner will get the nod this week. Uh, there's there's no way James Conner has a good game this week, right? Like he, you sat him for so long. There there's no way, absolutely not. I'm I'm fully expecting a four point week out of Conner this week. Um, after he's he's only been in my lineup once this year. Um, after last week, I'm. At, I'm I'm fully expecting the the Connor that I've been waiting to happen all year. I I've never seen this before. I've never seen an RB one that's only been started one week this far into the season. He he is RB ten overall. I I can't. It's unbelievable to me. Yeah, you said you played Hyde over him last week. You thought Hyde was a a good bet to get ten points. And uh, as I as I told you, I think James Conner's been over ten points, seven of the six of the last seven weeks. So, I'm not looking for you to defend your selection last week, but not, not great. Last week, the week, the last three weeks, we're we're not we're not a good owner. We're not a good owner. <laughs> Back bench, can't say owner. We're saving it for the playoffs. We're saving, saving all of our, our ammo, all of our bullets for for uh, December. Can argue with that, Wander. Uh, Jerry Judy going up against Philadelphia on the ice cream side. Uh, a little worried about Kamara playing, but let's get back to Judy. He's been getting some targets uh, in his return the last two weeks. Uh, eight targets last week. Decent game against Dallas. What do you guys think about Jerry Judy going up against uh, Philadelphia this week? Like it. Um, we saw what Keenan Allen did to him last week, and I feel like Judy has some similar skill set there. Um, Philadelphia secondary leaves leaves something to be desired. Their entire defense does. Um, but yeah, I expect Judy. He looked he looked pretty good last week. Looked looked healthy. And I think we, me and you were, were both pretty high on Judy coming into the year. I think he's a, he was a breakout candidate. Um, definitely like Judy to, uh, to get into the double digits this week. Give me, give me about a 15-point effort. I'm excited for this to be screenshotted to me three quarters into the game. But I do think it's going to be a big Judy week. And make no mistake about it, I have been and continue to be a Judy truther. Think he gets to ten targets and has a pretty monster week. All right, so get your Cortland Sutton bets in now. Fade the pod, <laughs> hashtag fade the podcast. Um, 
This game is you're gonna need Lamar to pick it up, Shane. Uh, you know, if Kamara is not able to play, that's obviously a huge boost for you. Uh, there is no running back on uh, Troy's bench right now, so you'd have to probably pick someone up if Kamara is unable to go. And I don't think he's practiced yet this week. So with all that being said, regardless what Lamar does, um, I will pick take your ball and go home to win. Yeah, this is the uh, kind of the, the risk reward of when you draft Lamar Jackson. I mean, there's, there's going to be some great weeks, but there's going to be some some weeks where he has some poor efforts just because he's not very good at football, or at least throwing throwing the ball. Um, so he's going to put up some stinkers, and looks like this week's going to be one of those. But um, I think I have just enough to to beat an ice cream this week in a, in a really close low scoring slugfest is usually our style. Not a great quarterback, but somehow he's the best quarterback on the field tonight. <laughs> I do think Cousins is going to outscore him, and 70% of the quarterback matchup winners end up winning the matchup. Give me the ice cream in an upset. Is that 70% number real, or are you just... Uh, just using data and analytics. Okay. All right, that's a, that's a bold pick there with ice cream over take your ball and go home let's go to the mad dogs versus steel curtain eddie needs this one um mad dogs are in a world of hurt in terms of scoring somehow still finding dubs out there jd mckissick right now in the the running back spot uh van jefferson also in the flex spot so there's some some things to talk about there on the Mad Dog side. Um, I'm fully expecting, just because of the luck Eddie's had this year, that this is the Patrick Mahomes week. Uh, shootout Sunday night against the Raiders. Big Mahomes week. Do you guys agree? I'd love to agree, but... I gotta. I feel like it's one of those things. I gotta see it before I'm gonna believe it. Um, like they are just out of sorts and they're not not very good right now. I think we're kind of one of those things where we know it's possible because we've seen it so many times in the past. But I mean, until I I see them get some traction going offensively, where they look anywhere in sync, I'm not gonna give them the, the breakout game. I'm gonna give them a little better than they've been performing recently and I and I think he gets the 20 points I don't know if they're going to turn it around and go into Vegas a lot of distractions that, that's been very been made very clear with everything we've seen so far with the relocation I don't think this is the week they get back and think uh, I think it's going to be a little bit low scoring than, than people expect. The same that. All right, well, I will stand alone on that one, I guess. Zeke, Devontae, uh, Devo, those guys will be enough to probably keep the Mad Dogs in this one, despite being 22-point underdogs right now against Steel Curtain. Uh, I'm not going to talk about Dalvin Cook at all. Uh, obviously, there's some stuff going on there. I don't think it'll affect his status for this week. 
Godwin, we'll see if he's able to go. Uh, does have Emmanuel Sanders waiting um, if Godwin's unable to go. George Kittle looked good in his return uh, last week. What do you guys think about Kittle Monday night against the Rams? Yeah, love the, the Kittle pickup I had. I think that was one of the more underrated moves that we saw at the deadline. I, I feel like that was such a, a good move. Um, Got to believe Kittle's going to be a top five, six tight end at least in the, going forward rest of the season. Um, I, I expect big things out on Monday and getting back into, I don't know that we're ever going to see the Kittle from three years ago or whatever, but um Definitely, I, I like his prospects this week for a big week. I do too. Good, good move getting them. Monday night showdown. Kittle's gonna, Kittle's gonna have a good week. I am surprised that this is not the matchup in the of the week because Eddie's team is really good and this is a, a must win week for him. He's got a great team. He's got to go on a nice little run here to make the playoffs though. Well, it's not the game of the week because I think that the two best teams in the league are playing this week. So that's why it's not the game of the week. Um, as far as Kittle, I don't know if Ramsey will be on him most of the game. Uh, Devo tends to be the one that, that beats up the Rams pretty good. Uh, Kittle does have some big plays as well. But um, I think we could see Ramsey on Kittle more than Devo, which <clears throat> might hurt Kittle's chances Monday night. Um, in that matchup, but I actually like the Niners in this game. Uh, the place has been a house of horrors. Shanahan has McVay's number, so we'll see uh, see how that game shakes out on Monday night. Who do you guys have winning Steel Curtain against Mixed Mad Dogs? Yeah, I'll, it's funny you said that the two best teams are playing because I feel like I'm looking at the best team um, and it's the curtain. Um, they're just much better than the Mad Dogs. Um, so I'll take the curtain big. Curtain big. Cook goes off. Um, I will take the Mad Dogs in this one. I think Mahomes, like I said, is a big game. Um, Jacobs has been concerning, and I don't know if Godwin's going to go. James Robinson, we'll see what he's uh, what he's able to do coming back. And Mike Williams has been the new milk carton here in the last couple of weeks. So I, I really I, hope you're right because I do not want to face the steel curtain in the playoffs. Yeah, I'll tell you that. Yeah, um, and I, I think Eddie has the better team. I can just see some some dumb stuff happening this week in this matchup. All right, next game, Denver Desert Dogs against Abusement Park. This is a big one. Um, somehow, I guess I technically still control my own destiny. Um, and getting this one on sure would be obviously very important. Um, right now, Mike Gusecki, I'm waiting for him to show up to the field. He's got a goose egg right now. So, as typically happens to me now, just weird stuff. Uh Gasicki's just probably going to throw up a goose egg here in this one, which is wonderful. I think he's dropped two passes already tonight. Uh, Najee popped up on the injury report as well. Um, and Elijah Mitchell's still a little banged up, so we're hoping that shakes out for us on the Desert Dogs side. 
saw a bad game from CD Lamb last week, bad game from the Cowboys in general. You guys think CD turns it around this Sunday against the Falcons? I've been just playing some pretty good ball lately. Um, they've kind of turned their season around and, and have been playing much better, but I like uh, I like Dallas to to get back a little bit on track this weekend, and I like Lamb to to get in the end zone. So I'm gonna predict a little little bounce back game here for Lamb. I'm not gonna go too too, too crazy, but I think he gets around 80 yards in a score. It's a good game, but I'm not gonna get him in the end zone. I don't think it's all that much of a confirmation of a bounce back game. But it's a solid one. He gets the double digits. Doesn't get in. Yeah, I'm hoping, you know, five for 75. You know, if he gets in a score, it's great. But I, I kind of agree with uh, Phil. There's just too many guys there in Dallas, and Dak spreads the ball around. It's unfortunate. Lamb, I think, is the best uh, receiver of the bunch, but he just doesn't get peppered with enough targets to to be the player that I was hoping he would be. Uh, when I made him keeper this year. Uh, just saw a former teabag great Patrick Laird. Saw the Patrick Laird sighting. Um, <laughs> made me laugh thinking about that. On the abusement park side, we got Jordan Howard and Damian Harris. We'll see if Harris is able to go. He's another question mark. Him and Ramondre Stevenson haven't uh, popped up. I think one of the best bets you can have this week is Mike Evans to score a touchdown at Washington. What say you guys? I feel like that was like one of the initial ones where we used to talk about, or I, I used to talk about the Washington having small cornerbacks. <laughs> um, and Mike Evans was the one I, we talked about scoring, was the first one. And I, I completely agree with you. I think Evans gets in the end zone this week. Um, for sure, once, possibly twice. Feels like a Tyler Johnson week to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness, Evans is going to get in. It's just a matter of how many. Yeah, hoping hoping he stops it too. I've seen three touchdown Mike Evans games, but with Goblin banged up, no AB. Um, yeah. Woo. Not great. Not great for the Desert Dogs. Uh, must win for both of us. Pretty important game. Right now we are 16-point favorites, even with Mike Kosicki with the goose egg. Um, obviously, if Nick Chubb's able to come back, that'll change some things. And um, we'll, I think, know more tomorrow about that. Who do you guys have winning uh, this matchup? So I, I guess I'm a little confused because when you when you said that we were waiting for the game of the week because the two best teams were playing, I actually thought you were going to go to this one. That's how that's how good these teams are. I feel like you're both pretty good, and I felt like this was going to be the game of the week because I think it's the most important one in our league this week, um, as far as playoff ramifications go. Because um, Desert Dogs need this one badly. Um, game back of the park, and can't afford to lose the tiebreak here and go two games back. Um, but with that being said, I believe right now the Desert Dogs are, are my 
pick to play in the in the softball championship. So I'm gonna say they win this one. <laughs> wow, the stakes could not be any higher for these two teams. And look, old Yeller got out, spent a few days out in the wilderness, has returned. Things aren't looking great. Looks a little straggly. Uh, still a little life in her yet. But I will say, if Damian Harris plays, feels like a Damian Harris revenge game. And he's going to stick it to the dogs, pack up their bags, send them home, send old Yeller out back. Give me the part. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't... <laughs> there's a lot to unpack there. But um, I don't... I don't I feel like I should win. I don't have any reason to believe I will win. It's just been, I think I, of my six losses, I think five of them are by like a combined 25 points. Um, it's a matchup league. You yeah. beat the team in front of you. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I just haven't scored well enough. So I'm um, hoping that, you know, even if Mike Evans has a good game, it's good that my quarterback's the one throwing the ball. I'm hoping that's the difference in this one. Um, you know, if Dak has a good game, maybe they go to CeeDee Lamb. So, again, it's going to be interesting to see how those matchups kind of shake out with the quarterback and uh, receivers. But we will pick the Desert Dogs to win. That's why we made the moves that we made to, to give ourselves a chance to get in the, the big dance. Well, there's one game left. Yeah. And this is the game of the week, and I think these are the two best teams in the league. And the reason why I feel like this is important between the Flock and the Fleetwood franchise is that um, Ty has never been in this situation before, and Jason's obviously new to the league, but um, Ty's done a really good job making moves, um, you know, grabbing Cordell Patterson, holding on to Javonta Williams and Michael Carter when they weren't looking that great in the beginning of the year. The chase pick was outstanding. Firemuth was a good pickup. He's done a really nice job with that team. Um, and, you know, he does get carried by Josh Allen some weeks. His bigger weeks are when Josh Allen has those big games, but that's the type of player Josh Allen is. And he has the Jets this week. Um, so we have to like that. My question about his team uh, is focused on A.J. Brown. Um, while the Titans had a, had a good game last week against the Rams, beat him up pretty good on Sunday night, we did see that the passing efficiency of the Titans wasn't necessarily there. Now, I think Brown was getting blanketed by Ramsey. Talked about how that's important. Um, but I'm a little concerned about the, the Titans passing game and A.J. Brown specifically. I'm I'm not. Um, I know I, I see what you're saying. Uh, obviously, I mean things are are going to be a little different when you take someone like Derrick Henry out of your lineup. Um, I, I think it was kind of a it was a weird game last week as far as the way things played out. I mean, you get an early awful interception from Stafford that leads to a, a quick touchdown where there's no yarded, there's no drive needed by the Titans, and you get a pick six. And before you know it, they're up fourteen three. I mean, there's the opportunities for, for big play yardage wasn't there. He's getting blanketed by Ramsey, like you said. Um, in the end, he still had 11 targets. So, I mean, they were still trying to get him the ball. He, he's clearly the guy and the most explosive guy they have on offense now. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. I think they're going to be able to get him the ball um, 
and you're, you're going to see a little bit, a little bit better matchups going forward. So, not too worried about about AJ Brown. He's been well documented by me and by everyone. He's just physical freak, and he'll be fine going forward. The physical freak that I'm just looking at these numbers. He he's missed one game due to injury. They haven't had their bye yet, and he's wide receiver 26. This was supposed to be his breakout year. He, he's gone the opposite way in this offense. He has to be one of the biggest fantasy busts this season. I'm very concerned. Uh, last week was not an outlier. It was his standard week this season. There's red flags all over the place here. Um, I'm not comfortable. I feel it's rare that we were on the same page about something. I feel like Shane, you should write this down. I know you have a notebook nearby. You don't go anywhere without a notebook. <laughs> so you should write this down yeah. that at nine fifty on November eleventh, Kaz and Phil agreed on something. <laughs> I wrote it in my journal. <laughs> um so I, I lauded Ty's team a little bit. But I still think he's the second best team in the league. Talked about Jason's team and what bringing Cooper Cup into an already loaded team is. I mean, Antonio Gibson, I think, was his most expensive player at the draft, and he can't even find his way um, into the lineup this week. He gets Tyler Lockett and the Russ connection back this week. Jonathan Taylor's outstanding. He gets Jacksonville this week. Um, We saw... The Steelers be able to give up some, some yards to running backs with David Montgomery last week's. Swift should be a good matchup. Um, are you are you answering the question or? No, I'm just talking about that? talking about Jason's team and how I, I think it's the best team in the league. Um, what do you guys think about Justin Herbert though against Minnesota this week? Minnesota's been able to uh, be had a little bit. Herbert had a little bit of a. a Bad stretch there with the Ravens and then the Patriots game bounced back last week. Does he keep it rolling um, against Minnesota this week? Love Herbert this week, and it's another big one. Um, Minnesota can be had through the air. Um, we saw Lamar put up a big week against them last week, obviously boosted by his 100 rushing yards, but still was able to do some things through the air. Um, yeah, big week for Herbert um, at home against many. I think it's a big week, too. Uh, as she mentioned, great matchup. Could be a lot of scoring. He's going to get it done this week. There's bad vibes all over the NFL. I mean, Chicago is a dumpster fire with their coaching situation, and Jacksonville has been a nightmare, but I'll say it again this week. Mike Zimmer is horrible. There's no reason that he shouldn't be fired at some point in the next three weeks. Um, There's way too much talent on Minnesota, especially on the offensive side of the ball, to be as inconsistent as they are. I know he's a defensive guy, but um, that that team's just atrocious, and I think Herbert has a huge win or a huge game this week against uh, the Vikings. Right now, yeah, I will take. I will. Sorry, I will take this time to put some respect on the flock's name. They, I, they have been the best team all year. Um, I, I do, I do think that the, they, they've been 
they are probably the best team. I, I was talking to Eddie last week, and I said, and I feel like you and, that Eddie and Kaz are the two best teams in the league. You guys just don't win ever. <laughs> and you did remind me. He's like, yeah, but the Flock's probably the best team. And I was like, yeah, I, I, for whatever reason, I just forget about the Flock. I don't, I don't know what it is. I just keep forgetting about how good they've been. But I was crunching some numbers. I know we for something that maybe we'll, we'll address at a different time. Um, as far as scoring week to week, and they they have been the best team so far um, through nine weeks of the season. So, Phil, why are you making that face? <clears throat> I mean, he's the highest scoring team, right? I don't know what I'm trying. No, to I'm, just, I'm just saying. I just, I for whatever reason, like I, I I've been talking about how I how I think Eddie's the best team, and this team's the best team, and I I just want to say like. Uh, for whatever reason, I just forget kind of it's been just a quiet, I guess it's probably because you, you don't really ever hear Jason talk about anything, but his, his team is, is loaded and it's been very good. And relatively healthy. I, I'm not seeing a whole lot of Q's and O's on, on, on this roster. They've been pretty steady. Good health-wise. You can get it rolling with that. Yeah. Definitely makes a big difference. He's five and a half point favorites right now on the live line over the franchise. Um, I think the flock have a little more this week, a little more star power. Uh, I do love Ty's depth, but uh, I just think there's a couple couple better matchups on the uh, the flock side. Do you guys agree? Man, I think this one's going to be tight. Um... We'll continue to say it every week until it really happens, but I feel like this is the, the digs, digs week. <laughs> um, it's been okay, but hasn't been great. Um, but I think Allen and Diggs get on track this week. Um, and give me the franchise. Close. Notice you had mentioned A.J. Brown in that matchup. I'm a little, I'm a little troubled by the amount of red flags you're ignoring there. And the fact that you're getting married here in short order. But Flock get it done. It's very, very close. I, I, I like Ty's team a lot, too. I, I just think the Flock, to Kaz's point, have a little bit more star power, and they're going to outlast them. You do feel bad uh, for the Jets this week. You have to think the Bills, after that 9-6 loss to the Jaguars last week, are going to come out and do some unspeakable things to the Jets this week. You know, a division matchup on the road. They're going to want to go in there and uh, beat them down. So that could that could propel the franchise uh, to the victory. So For all those listening at home, that means, yes, hammer <laughs> the Jets and the points. Hammer the Jets and the points. <laughs> hashtag fade the podcast. That is, that is definitely going to be trending uh, with all of our subscribers by the end of the week. You're getting 12 right now? Absolutely. Can't hurt. Yeah. We, we don't know anything. Why are you listening to us? <laughs> we are atrocious with some of the, the worst analysis you can get out there. Um, I'm happy that we have three people again this week because I got a text Friday morning from Shane. He said, I just listened to the podcast. Brutal. I, I talk way too much. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice, and I still don't feel like it was that bad, but uh, just it's comical how this thing started off as like some, we had segments, and it was 
going to be <laughs> themed, and we'd go for almost two hours and just turned into an absolute comedy, comedy of errors. <laughs> I, I got I to say, the, the effort put forth into this, this year's agenda has, has not been great. We've done better. Yeah. <laughs> I used to, when this thing started five, six years ago, whatever, I used to toil over Kaz's agenda and just put together, like, stats to back up things I was saying. Yeah. And be, like, doing research on position rankings of people who they're playing. And now it's just a, it's just a free-for-all. I, <laughs> I say things on this podcast and then look up the game logs as I'm saying them, and I'm embarrassed <laughs> in the moment. I talked about how... <laughs> Jerry Judy's had a lot of targets the last two weeks. He had four targets in his return. I like, saw that. It's just, <laughs> I didn't have the, You were on a roll. I didn't yeah, want to stop you. It's just not great. Um, like like week nine, we leave a lot to be desired on a weekly on a weekly basis here. Um, Ed's not here for a two for one, so we don't have a guaranteed winner for everybody. We do have seven minutes, Shane. If you want to just give. Everyone, a little uh, taste of what you're planning to discuss, I guess, at the playoff party about just uh, basically railroading the the league and do a completely different <laughs> uh, different format of of. Standings. No, it's nothing that I don't think we we haven't brought up before. Um, just just to kind of take the temperature of the league and, and see where we stand as far as we. I, I think we all understand that this is we're, we're playing a pretty luck based game. Um, and we've done a pretty good job, I think, um, making some of the decisions we made as far as getting rid of defenses and kickers um, that were the most luck-based scoring. Um, but just kind of seeing where everyone stands as far as how they feel about going to a kind of a different scoring system of how we how we do our standings and as far as rewarding teams for, for scoring higher points on a weekly basis. Um, um, we're still hammering out kind of what that would look like but um obviously we don't want to take away the head-to-head aspect but i mean we've had a lot of instances this year where the second place team in the week third place team in the week have, have faced the top scorer and and yeah it's fancy football i mean that's that's part of the luck but just doing something as far as a scoring system where you can also be rewarded with with something if if you are putting up 120 points and, and losing just because the team you played that week scored 125. Um, this has been addressed probably five or six times in the league and, and brought up previously. So my question to you and why change it now when this has been something outstanding for the since beginning of this league? You're asking me? The, the, the guy proposing the change in railroading everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I don't even know that I, that I want to go to it. It's just something I think about every every year. I kind of I kind of track it and at some point during the year and just to see where we stand. And and I mean, really, I mean, it's, it's no secret that the team that's been benefited this year so far has been the Mad Dogs. They they are four wins above where they would be given given a system like this. Um, the park have been the team that have been hurt the most. They've been they've been the unluckiest team. They're, they're three wins behind where they would be, um, in in a top six, bottom six structure, um, week to week. So I mean, the, the Desert Dogs and the Curtain are the other two teams that have been hurt. Um, so I mean, really, it's one team that's benefited and three teams that have been that have been kind of hurt. If 
by that we the the state the format that we use now have been the unlucky teams those three um and one team that's been been very fortunate um every other team's been right around where they should be um but it's just i mean we're in this league it's everyone's league i mean obviously we would need everyone on board and and want to do it but just something that that i think about year to year that i that i think would be would be fun the only way it happens is if one of these really good teams doesn't make the playoffs. That, that that's the only way I can see it. Uh, I mean, we're gonna see it. We're gonna see it this year. It's gonna happen. The only I mean, way, me, those... yeah. The only way me, Brandon, and Eddie, I think, can get in, is if you completely tank. Yep. Who me? Yeah. Yep. I and I have two, I have two teams that have sold for, in my last four games. So. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't mean you're doesn't mean you're gonna necessarily obviously win, but I mean yeah, you're right now it's it's really I mean the Wolves and, and, and my team are six and three. Like you're gonna need one of those to probably fall apart. You're gonna need it doesn't look like Ty's falling apart anytime soon, but he's at five and four. Um so you got five teams at five and four or better, and then the, you got Curtin and Desert Dogs at three and six that are, are loaded teams, but have been a little unlucky so far. And the park at four and five, so <clears throat> and, and to speak to your saying this only a change if a really good team doesn't make the playoffs I mean I, I don't want to I, I don't need to toot my own horn but the three years ago I guess oh Eddie's first title no 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 Eddie's first title I was the leading scorer in the league and didn't make the playoffs and I had the best score each week of the playoffs if we had continued to play um, and I didn't, I didn't go for anything to happen then, but... Weren't you the highest scoring team in the league last year, too, and didn't make it? Or am I remembering that wrong? No, uh, my dad beat you out last week, and I did, or last year, and I did make the playoffs and lost to my dad in the first round. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's something I'm probably more open to than I had been in the past. I just don't want to, I don't want to turn this into... Like I said to you, Shane, I don't want this to turn into where you need a master's degree to play in this league, and I already feel like we've made it uh, difficult enough with a lot of different rules and things, and um, I don't know. I do want to get rid of salary caps. I I don't see what purpose they serve, and you're only giving the advantage to the teams that have sold the previous year and gotten rid of a lot of draft cash. I, I hear you on that, but I don't I don't agree with that. I, 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 I'm all for getting rid of salary caps. I just don't think that coming in with less money gives you... I mean, you still have to trade things to get those players that are expensive. Um, but, but why should a team that gave away $50 and come to the draft $50 lighter then have to manage the same number to a team that got $50 the year before? just the way we've had it. I, I, I think the salary cap needs to be... I'm thinking, are you thinking more of a sliding scale, Phil? I, I, I don't think it serves any purpose. All it does is screw up trades at the trade deadline and confuse people at the trade deadline. Well, I, th- I think the, the reason for it... it works. The reason for it is so you can't trade for DeAndre Hopkins and Keenan Allen and 
another and Najee Harris all on your team because you can't you won't be able to fit them under your salary cap. All the all the sixty dollar players in the drafts you don't want we don't want you don't want a team just being able to load up on two dollars apparently or thirty five dollars. I mean we've seen really great players go for we've already discussed that they they go for a lot less than they're worth. That that has nothing to do with the salary cap though. That's <clears throat> that's the fifty dollar limit. That I mean, that's why that is what it is. So. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's the reasoning for the salary cap though, right? Is to to block. I mean, essentially, try to pre- prevent stacking huge salary players. Yeah. Salary based on a draft that happened four months ago that has no meaning on anything today. I mean, I would, I would argue for the most part that the players that went for the most dollars in our draft are some of the top players in the league. They're, they're typically the most desired players at the trade deadline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of trying to prevent someone from just grabbing three of those guys. Unless you have a bum like Allen Robinson to trade back that was expensive. Yep. Oh, God. So that, that's why we had it in there. And a lot of the rules that we have in terms of salary cap and acquisitions and the, the cap changing throughout the year come from a baseball league that we played in a while ago. Um, I, I don't know. The, the total cap may not be the right number since we went to $50. That's something. And like I said, I am all in favor of getting rid of the salary cap unless we go to sleeper, which may have the ability to, to do that stuff. But right now, I, to being completely honest, I have no idea if any team's over the cap. I, I, I don't keep up with it on a weekly basis. I mean, how many trades get made without people even thinking about the cap? And then you've got to tell them yes or no, and they have to rework it. it it's just... It's one other thing to manage that it would be a lot simpler if we just got rid of it and if we move to a completely free trade market, do that. If not, it's one less thing we have to all worry about. If, if we have it capped at $50 and somebody trades three big players for $50, that's going to get vetoed. It's just not going to, it's not going to get thrown. It's not going to get through. Right. That's something that Shane's felt strongly about, both the $50 and the salary cap. So, and I'm not, I'm not blaming it on Shane. It's something that I have agreed with him in more, more cases than not. Um, but I know he, that's something he's fairly adamant about. I do think the scoring has a chance of getting passed. Because if you're a better owner, manager. you're going to want to match with that format. Manager. If you're a better manager, you're going to want to move to that format. And then there's going to be a whole bunch of people in the league that think they're a really good manager that are going to want to move to that format. So you're probably going to get something like that passed with at least seven or eight of the league vote. I consider myself in the I think I'm a good manager bucket in case you guys were wondering. (laughs) 
I mean, it's, it's just more of a way to, to reward consistency throughout the years. That's that's kind of what what, we're aimed, what, I'm, what it's aimed at. I mean, I, I like I said, don't want to take away the head-to-head aspect. That's that's what makes fantasy football fun. Line, line up your guys and playing against someone every week. You get that fun matchup of, hey, I got to beat the guy in front of me. But also rewarding teams that, that put up consistent points week to week where it's just a way of adding a little bonus on um, for having a good week, and if you if you win and put up a good week, then you're you're rewarded even more. If you lose and put up a good week, you get a little bit of a reward just because you put up a good week and you would have won against most teams in the league. It's a kinder, kinder, gentler America, Phil, and we need people to feel better about themselves after right. after a week. I also think it's going to make more teams feel like they have a chance to and less sellers at, at, at the deadline because you can make up some pretty big gaps under that format versus what we have now. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I mean, which is what we want. The only way you're a seller is if you're completely out of it. Everybody else is going to feel like they have a shot. I, I, I think it helps the competitiveness of the league big time. Yeah, it's something to, something to think about, and then uh, I'll uh, I'm gonna do some more some more number crunching, and, and kind of at some point we'll kind of just show what it would look like. Um, we're not gonna go through it tonight because I think we're already out of time. Actually, I, yeah, we had, yeah, we're over, but that's all right. I, I feel like we might be talking thing. to ourselves here. No, no, sure I it on the no, it's all here. I I was able to kind of there's like a ten second gap, but that was why felt, are you still listening? Funny. <laughs> if this does go into effect it will be uh, dubbed the Jeremy Gallon rule because he was the first one to come up with this structure so well, he's I still know, making his mark in the sleep I know that that makes Phil very happy R.I.P. and peace he's he's alive he's he's well and alive looking in Brandon's window right now <laughs> <laughs> Gotta trim these bushes back, Brandon. <laughs> All right. Well, Shane, are you getting excited yet? I, I am. I, w- I was waiting for it. Um, I, I am. It's 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 an exciting week. Um, this is a really this is a really big week in our league. Um, no question about it. Um, like we said, it's those three teams that I think are really good teams: Desert Dogs, Steel Curtain, Amusement Park. Um, on the outside looking in right now, and. They. This is a huge week for for all three of those. Um, as far as the playoff playoff picture is going to go, so starting to get excited. Looking forward to it. I, I just uh, thank you for getting excited. I was distracted by the fact that Tua Tungavailoa is running on the field to play right now. <laughs> so he's not not. That's going to hurt my Dolphins pick tonight. Not healthy <laughs> enough to start. This week or last week, but since they don't have any other active quarterbacks on the roster because Brissett may have injured a leg, he's good enough to play. That, I I don't have words for how poorly run that organization is. That's horrible. So it's going to hurt my Dolphins plus eight and a half. No, it's going to help it because Brissett is the worst. He's horrible. Have you seen Tua play? Yeah. 
worry about my underbed. <laughs> All right, Phil. Anything for the good of the order? Or you, I haven't. I, you normally have some uh, BDE on this podcast. I haven't been sensing it this week. Some some what? BDE. Oh yeah, no. I'm tired, man. Getting out on the road. Oh my god. I'm freaking exhausted. I'm not in shape to talk to people all day long, and that's what I've been doing. Guys, Phil has a job. See it, buddy. I wish I wish you the best. I hope I uh, hope that works out for you. There's there's no hate over here. So thank you both for joining me. It was fun to get uh, the three of us back together this week. And uh, the new Call of Duty's out. So maybe maybe when the new Warzone comes out in a month or two, maybe we can dabble. What do you guys What do you guys think? I bought it. It's downloaded on my Xbox. But as I mentioned before, I I've got a. I'm employed, so I just have not had a chance to play it yet. <laughs> they don't have the new Warzone out, though, yet, right? December 2nd, I think. Right. Are you You're picking up the sticks again? You're back in? I mean, I will dabble with a new map until that gets old, too. We're immediately going to be terrible because we didn't buy the, the game. So every, everyone's, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's weapons are gaining XP, and we'll come in at the ground floor... And get railroaded, much like Shane wants to do to the softball. So, <laughs> those first few nights, it's perfect. All right, thank you guys for joining me. This was fun. Uh, best of luck to everybody in week ten. And the best news about week ten is that it's not week nine. <laughs>